Let's first just talk about um, the Congolese citizens that are being expelled. Just for clarity, is it uh, Congo Brazzaville or Congo Kinshasa? So, yeah, it's it's, uh, Congo Kinshasa or Democratic Republic of Congo. So they've been moving from uh, Angola, which is uh, the neighboring country to the south, and particularly into the Kasai region of the Democratic Republic uh, of Congo. Mm. So what have been your findings? How have they become displaced after being in Angola? So, um, well, there was an expulse. They were asked to to leave uh, Angola uh, by the government. Um, So a lot of the people who have been asked to leave uh, were working in in the mines uh, there. So uh, the immediate consequences of that, because if we say 300,000 people, that's like filling uh, the soccer city stadium or F&B stadium three times and then asking all of those people to leave all at once. Mm. So people left with everything they have, uh, which is mattresses, uh, their pots, their pans, uh, their children, their families. Uh, But not everyone had uh, enough means to get home. So most of the people have been able to cross the border and eventually get home. But in this particular case, we have 50,000 people who uh, don't have uh, places to to stay, access to clean water, food. And uh, the most sort of difficult reality is that a lot of them have been separated from their families because this happened quite quickly for many of them. So some uh, have children who are still on the Angolan side, whilst the parents are on the uh, in, in Kasai on the DRC side. And they're really just stuck at the border because they, they got to the border, but they have no money and no other means uh, to, to get home to their home region. And, and let's talk about the official line. I see that Pedro Sebastián, who is the minister of state and head of presidential security has denied any suggestions that these migrants were expelled. He says it was a voluntary repatriation of sorts. Well, whatever happened, uh, what uh, I think where we're coming from is that there are some pretty important and serious humanitarian consequences of this action. And that's our real concern at this point, that uh, whether it's uh, however, whatever the legal process that was followed, we need to take into account that, for example, families have a right to be together and that they should not be separated, mm. uh, whether someone has a, a legal status in a country or not. This is Let's talk about we, yeah, the yeah. dangers of uh, these more than 50,000 people being stranded at the moment. Uh, what are the dangers that could arise? Well, our main concern right now is uh, access to the daily requirements of life, food, water, shelter, and then healthcare. You know, just because uh, you've been forced to leave uh, uh, or you've been expelled from a context or you find yourself in a place, you you need uh, all those things every day. Then uh, in the area that uh, the population have moved into, um, there was an outbreak, a serious outbreak of violence uh, over the last few years. So the ISIS or the Red Cross has been working in the Kasai region uh, to address the the, uh, the violence that took place there, where uh, villages were burnt, uh, and especially around the Kamako area, um, uh, the UNHCR, which is the refugee organization, uh, had a statistic that about nine out of ten villages were were burnt in that area in 2017. So there's a lot of tension uh, that has been there, and we've already been working in that area, which is why we're able to respond on both sides of the border. 
So um, we we have the concern that uh, this could could yeah, where mm. people are being asked to move back into an environment which yeah, we, it's it's calmer now, but you know it it it, uh, it, it uh, we're not quite sure what the consequences will be. Yeah. Just very very briefly, what are the immediate resources that you require to assist them? Uh, well, we're doing our best to offer those who, for example, families who are separated, some uh, immediate assistance. Those who have phone numbers of their loved ones, they're able to make free telephone calls to be able to connect. Then beyond that, we are uh, trying to scale up our response. We are, uh, we've done an uh, initial assessment, uh, provided some initial food and, and, and healthcare assistance to the healthcare center. And then over time, uh, we hope to, to, to try and take okay. uh, more concrete steps uh, on the, for these 50,000 people. And then I think we still have our teams uh, on the Angolan side trying to better understand what... Uh, situation the situation might be All there right. uh, we're going to have to leave it there Tindai Sengwe is communications manager for the Southern Africa for Southern Africa the International Committee of the Red Cross